This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. Welcome to the Center for Sports Studies podcast. My name is Brandon Podgorski, Professor of Sport Management at Trine University, and I want to welcome you to this week's podcast. On today's podcast, we have a recorded interview with Grant Flodo, an analyst in diversity, equity, and inclusion with the National Football League. We discuss his path to the NFL's corporate office and how professional leagues are using their diversity, equity, and inclusion programs in talent acquisition, marketing, and community relations. I hope you enjoy. All right, Grant, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Brandon. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, it's our pleasure and, and really excited to talk to you today um, for a couple reasons. One, you're in a unique position with the NFL, and I'm going to have you go into it a little bit where you're kind of rotating between uh, a few different places here for the for the next couple of years as one of their developmental programs. Um, but right now, you're currently an analyst uh, in diversity, equity, and, in, and inclusion, and I certainly want to talk about some of the things that that you do with that, maybe some of your day-to-day responsibilities and uh, the NFL's response to um, the, the DEI space and, and what they're trying to do in that space right now. But um, first, just tell me a little bit about your background. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Um, so my name is Grant Flodo. I'm from just outside of Flint, Michigan. Um, I went to the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor, where I studied sport management and minored in law, justice, and social change. Graduated about a year ago now, so class of 2020. Pretty crazy. Time flies. Um, and yeah, now I, I'm in New York City. I live in Manhattan and work at the National Football League um, in, in diversity, equity, and inclusion. And uh, more than happy to touch on my um, previous experiences as well. But that's pretty much a little bit about me and, and where I am right now. Well, in your part of uh, this developmental rotation with the NFL, which is it's a it's a full-time job, right. um, but you're going to kind of go through a, a few different areas of the NFL here over these next two years. I know you've been in it here for the past eight months, and this is a pretty prestigious program. So tell us a little bit about the program and, and how you actually landed this yeah, job. absolutely. Happy to. So the junior rotational program, like you said, it's it's sort of an entry-level uh, developmental program at the league. There are equivalents at other leagues as well. Um but I really just um, I tried to use my internships and experiences as stepping stones and applied senior year to the junior rotational program. Uh, about three rounds of interviews later and roughly six months later, I finally got the offer letter and was over the moon. Um, my first rotation started in August and I was with the community relations team and also social responsibility. Incredible experience, really amazing introduction to the National Football League, um, a really small, tight-knit team. Got to work on our on the NFL's initiatives like Crucial Catch, Salute to Service, My Cause, My Cleats, um, Walter Payton Main of the Year Award. Um, and those are really, really intense, awesome initiatives to be part of. Um, and then I also was really fortunate enough to be part of the NFL's uh, campaign to invite fully vaccinated healthcare workers to the Super Bowl. Um, so I actually was able to invite 100 healthcare heroes to Super Bowl 55 in Tampa. Incredibly rewarding experience. Um, and then just recently, about three months ago, I made the transition to the diversity, equity, and inclusion team. I work really closely with Sam Rapport, uh, who's my direct manager, and Jonathan Bean, who's our chief diversity officer. So it's a really small three-person team, but we do a lot of really great work, um, and it's been really a pleasure to be part of the team. But the program, the junior rotational program, my class has roughly 11 people in it, um, all just recent grads um, from all around the country. 
And the program itself is two years in length and we rotate four times, six months each department. Um, but really an incredible opportunity for me, especially because when I came out of college, uh, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do specifically. I knew I wanted to work in sport. I knew I wanted to work at Elite, but when it came down to marketing versus social media versus DEI, wasn't totally sure what exactly I wanted to specialize in. So this is a perfect opportunity for me to rotate throughout different departments, learn a bit, learn a lot about myself, my capabilities, my passion, but also learn a lot about the business um, in different area, different areas of the NFL. So would highly recommend to any students who are interested in something that really gets you gives you exposure to different departments early on in your career because it's definitely been super beneficial for me and, and really enjoyable as well. Now we were talking a little bit of um, before the podcast and, and you said that you kind of applied blind and, and got this job. Um, you may be underselling yourself a bit. I know there had to be some more that you did while you were at uh, Michigan as far as internships or, or volunteering or getting to know people. So um, did you have some of those experiences where you actually got some work while you were doing undergrad before you landed this? Yeah, business? absolutely. So um, I guess I'll start from the beginning. Honestly, uh, sophomore year, I was a resident advisor, funny enough. So I was an RA at Michigan. And that really kind of started my whole passion for DEI, for community building, social justice. We were really active in the dorms. And I think it was just a really awesome opportunity for me to kind of break out of my comfort zone and learn a lot about that space. Fast forward to the end of sophomore year and I was part of the NASCAR diversity internship program. So I did marketing and communications at NASCAR. That really got my feet wet in the sport industry um, and at leagues or, or major companies in the sport industry, if you will. Um, and was an incredible introduction to that. So that really kind of jump-started everything for me. Fast forward to the end of junior year, and I interned at the National Basketball Association in New York. Um, and that was kind of what did it for me. I was like, all right, I'm sold. I want to work in sport full-time. Like, this is incredible. I worked on their DEI team under Oris Stewart, who's really a legend in the space, and learned a ton about what it means to be at a league, essentially. So tons of different uh, amazing responsibilities throughout that internship. Um, summer of 2019. And from then on, senior year, I was like, all right, I need to go back to U of M. I really need to diversify my resume just a little bit more, do something that really adds a little bit of extra value. So on top of being part of the Sport Business Association, um, I kind of cold emailed University of Michigan social media team because I'm big into photography, big into social media. And I was like, hey, um, this was at the end of my NBA internship. And I, I emailed U of M social media and I said, hey, do you guys need any help this uh, upcoming school year? I'm happy to do anything. Like I love taking photos. I'd love to help out with Instagram. Did a few interviews and got the job and started fall, uh, senior year uh, fall and really started as a photographer for their Instagram and social media channels. And that evolved into developing University of Michigan social media strategy and eventually running and managing their Instagram account. So I took over, I think 150 uh, images for the University of Michigan's Instagram account started writing captions. Um, that eventually evolved into creating a student-led podcast called Conversations for Change, where we helped to amplify voices of minority students on campus. Um, it was really incredible. So experiences like that are, are really what kind of helped me be able to speak um, eloquently in my interviews and, and be able to talk about those experiences that really tried to help me get to where I wanted to be, which was the NFL eventually. Um, but without those experiences and without making a lot of those really important connections along the way, um, I don't think I would be where I am right now, but um, I definitely tried to use those internships and experiences as stepping stones 
building off of each other throughout my time at Michigan and undergrad and then now to where I am at the NFL. Well, I knew there had to be a story behind behind your application because they usually just don't take anybody in this program. So um, it sounds like you had some great experiences and it sounds like you might have found your passion kind of working in diversity, equity and inclusion. You talked about some of the things you're doing at Michigan with the podcast and just some of the other stops that you had with the NBA. So, you know, we hear a lot about diversity and equity and inclusion in kind of corporate America, you know, we're in the school of business at Trine um, and we, we talk about it a little bit in the corporate America, but how does it relate to pro sports? And if you want to kind of answer that as far as like experiences you've had or, or some things that you've seen that uh, programs are trying to implement. Definitely. Well, I think now more than ever, it's, you know, it's more relevant now than ever. It's more important now than ever, for sure. Sports, um, whether they were intended to be that way or not, are a massive catalyst for societal change. And I think that people are realizing that more than ever now. Um, in my experiences, at least, especially in, in the world at the NBA, NASCAR, the NFL, uh, we're trying to diversify our fan bases. We're trying to make our fan bases and the sport itself more inclusive, whether that's on the field or off the field. So I can speak very specifically to the NFL and say that we're trying to do a ton in regards to diversifying talent in the office and on the field. That's a large part of what I'm doing right now is really how can we diversify our talent and how can we find the best talent? So we're working with outside organizations to help our TA teams recruit the most talented, diverse people uh, in the world, really. Um, and that goes the same way for on the field. So uh, we help run the, I helped run the Women's uh, Careers in Football Forum this past February with Sam Rappaport, where we invited over 50 uh, up and coming women in sport um, to really try to connect them with a bunch of really incredible professionals at the NFL. So we worked a lot really closely with the leadership of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Washington football team, a bunch of NFL owners, and really try to connect them and, and teach them about what it means to work in football operations. So um, it means a whole bunch of different things, honestly. But um, I think right now, especially, you know, we're, we're trying to do a lot in regards to social justice and um, this month is Asian, uh, Asian American Pacific, Pacific Islander Heritage Month. We have Pride Month coming up next month. So we try to do a lot when it comes to internal and external content. Uh, we try to help educate our employees internally and make a more inclusive environment. Um, we do the same externally. We try to push content on social media and on NFL, on NFL Network and on air that is inclusive, that's educational, um, that also celebrates a bunch of different cultures and different people. Um, and then, um, yeah, so that's kind of where we're at right now. Uh, we also internally are, are trying to launch a lot of leadership development programs where we can help our leaders uh, learn and grow and become more inclusive and, and help uh, diversify their talent coming in and just try to be a better, better organization overall. So in, in your opinion, I'm not asking you to talk for the league or anybody else, but yeah. in, in your opinion, why do you think this is important and, and why do you think this is needed um, now? I think we're seeing more of an um, of a spotlight on it right now, certainly after some of the events over the past two years. Um, you know, why, why is diversity important in sport? Yeah, so I think the really simple answer that really that time doesn't affect is that diverse teams are outperform homogenous teams. It's just that simple. There's plenty of data that proves that diverse teams are just better all around. And it makes sense. You know, you have people coming from different places who have different experiences um, who can provide those different, different perspectives on a team, let's say in the office, you know, and that's super, super valuable. And I've been able to see that firsthand throughout my internships and the different experiences and teams that I've been on, just, you know, diverse teams outperform ones that aren't diverse. And it just really is that simple. 
And then when it comes down to what's been going on over the past few years, I think uh, leagues, especially like the NFL, we really understand the platform that we have. You know, we have over 20 million followers on Instagram, and that's an insanely huge platform for us to be able to amplify voices of my people who are of marginalized communities and uh, amplify stories of players who have incredible experiences and stories, um, but really to, you know, kind of help society and fans and, and everyone understand, you know, what we're all about. And that's not just football, because we know what kind of impact we can have off the field. And I think that's something that leagues are really finally understanding um, the value in, especially given the social climate over the past few years. And uh, that's something that's super important. And that's not happening just in the NFL. You see leagues doing that all over the world. Um, and I think it's, you know, been a long time coming, but something that's super important. And I'm definitely glad that we're, we're on that uh, train as well. And I'm really happy to be part of it working in DEI. Well, one of the things you, you talked about just a little bit earlier, you were talking about uh, more women getting involved in sports. And, you know, as we, I think you probably know this is better than anybody, but, um, you know, we look at the NFL and about 40% of their fan base are women. And, and it really kind of holds true for most professional sports, you know, somewhere anywhere between like 40, 50% of their fan base is women. And so I think it behooves teams and organizations to get more women involved and, uh, you know, the front office, especially in marketing and, and who do we want to kind of align with and kind of getting out, um, getting out the message that's geared towards all fans, because, you know, again, we kind of looking at studies, women make up the, uh, the majority of household spending. So, you know, we need to kind of target some of our like our halftime shows or, or our advertising um, to a little bit more broader range. So do you think um, some of the places you've been with, whether it be the NFL or the NBA, um, are they doing a better job kind of making some overtures towards women and getting more women involved kind of on the business side of the operations? Absolutely. And, and super relevant and interesting question, especially given my role over the past uh, few months. But like I mentioned, my manager, Sam Rappaport, and she's a senior director of diversity and inclusion at the league. And she has been influential in bringing women to football and to the NFL. Um, like I said, the, the women's, in women's careers in football forum was really successful this past year. It was the fifth annual one. And in that regard, yes, the NFL is doing a lot in regards to recruiting women and really trying to bring them into football operations roles. Because uh, like I mentioned earlier, you know, we have the talent acquisition side, the HR side that's trying to diverse more, that's trying to recruit more diverse talent, whether that's women, people of color, uh, people of marginal, marginalized communities. But at the same time, you know, a lot of those are for entry level positions um, or maybe not in the football operations side. And that's really important because we want women to be at the 32 clubs on the field, working in the business side and on the football side. Um, so that's something that we're really passionate about and really trying to, uh, you know, make make it so that women in football is the norm. And, um, you know, it's historically, traditionally male sport, and we're really trying to change that and, and make women aware that, you know, we want them at the league, we want them to be part of the NFL and on the field, making these important decisions. And, you know, you touched on marketing, and that's something that's super important, too, because, you know, we have... An, an incredible marketing team at the NFL and so many female fans. So how do we really, you know, work to create marketing that's tailored toward women and, and make sure that we're being inclusive in all those sorts of areas, but definitely really uh, striving to bring women to the league on the field, working with clubs, uh, working with the diversity and inclusion team at the league and at the, at the clubs who do have diversity and inclusion teams to, um, you know, bring this to the forefront and, and make sure that we are aware of the women who are applying to these roles and, and try to bring them to the league. 
Excellent. So tell us a little bit about your day to day. I know it's going to kind of rotate here in the, over the next couple of months, but what are you doing right now um, with some of your DEI initiatives? Yeah, definitely. So I'll look at my checklist right here. What do I have to do today? Um, <laughs> so what's been really huge on our agenda recently has been our DEI uh, essentially plans. So um, our new chief diversity officer, he started, I think, just after me um, in fall, late summer 2020, Jonathan Bean. And we've been working really closely on creating DEI plans for our executive vice presidents, um, who are all one step below uh, Commissioner Goodell, the report to Commissioner Goodell, and all of our 32 clubs. So um, I helped create the template. I helped work with our chief diversity officer to make sure that um, all of our EVPs and all of our clubs um, are essentially staying on top of their plans and, and making sure that they're good to go and that they have the resources they need to make sure that they can be held accountable for these plans. So whether it's supplier diversity, working more closely with our employee resource groups, um, working with their clubs or their departments and teams on creating educational trainings, um, inclusive development trainings, those sorts of things. So they are all over the place. Um, I've been working to kind of collect the data on all of those plans to see where the trends are and how they align and, and how we can move forward and, and really uh, take advantage of those and, and become stronger from those. Um, also really working really closely with our employee resource groups. Um, we have eight of those and um, similar to a bunch of other leagues who, who have those. The NBA has some ones who are very similar. Um, and working really closely right now with the Pride ERG on Pride programming for next month. So we're trying to bring in um, a lot of really great speakers and uh, a few behind the scenes things that uh, will be externally facing come June 1st. Um, but really just trying to be kind of um, uh, forward thinking when it comes to how we can be inclusive and be creative when it comes to Pride Month and what we can do for our employees internally and externally who we can work with, how we can be kind of fun and, and engaging with that. But that's kind of what I'm doing right now. Um, it's a very, I will say it's a very day-to-day -day job. For example, I thought today, for example, was gonna be a pretty quiet day and it turned out to be super busy. So it's really um, exciting. I can't really predict what's gonna happen next. Um, and what makes what makes it more even more exciting is that I'm, all, I'm actually 20% still with the social responsibility team, 80% with DEI. So today I have some things with SR team and some things with the DEI team. So it's kind of just, you know, juggling um, those two different groups, prioritizing what needs to be done first. Um, but it's an incredible experience to be on both of these teams at the same time. And I'm learning a lot. So some of these programs you talked about, Pride Month, for example, um, do we see some of the things that, that the NFL is doing or that you've seen in the NBA or at Michigan? Um, have they started to bear some fruit? Are we bringing in maybe a wider range of, of consumers or are we seeing more people want to get involved in, in, in sports, whether it be on the business side or actually on the playing side or the athletic side, um, who maybe we might not have been able to, um, to catch before in the past? Yeah, I think so, for sure. Um, I think, you know, the pride program that we're doing is can kind of speak to that. We're seeing a lot of external organizations who are excited to work with us who historically you might not have thought of. So, for example, working with Glad Media Institute, who's a huge advocate for the LGBTQ plus community. Um, they've worked, they're, they're very, very well known and, and an incredible organization. And historically, you know, you might not have thought that the NFL would partner with Glad, but that just kind of goes to show what type of work the DEI team at the league is trying to do to make the NFL as a whole internally and externally more inclusive. Um, and we're working with them um, to help us consult on how to make our pride content the most inclusive it could possibly be. Um, so we, we send a lot of memos to them and we work with them really closely to make sure that our language and that our content 
um, whether that's internal or external facing is really inclusive. So I think that's a, a strong example. We're also obviously very engaged with all of our social justice partners and, and our commitment to the social, our social justice and inspired change effort over the next few years, um, which is a really new thing for the NFL that that's happened in just the past few years alone. Um, but that's super important to us and, and the huge priority of the social responsibility and social justice teams. Um, and, and all again, just kind of goes to show, you know, where we are right now as a society, where these different sport leagues are in regards to how they want to, you know, work with uh, minority fans, minority communities and, and bring in different fans. Um, but I will say too, that, you know, these, these partnerships aren't in an effort to necessarily bring in fans who might not have been fans uh, before, but more so we're recognizing the importance of um, our platform and, and what we can do to bring change, you know, whether that's um, giving back to charities for, you know, black owned businesses or, or working with uh, companies like Glad who, who really do make a massive difference and, and help to educate our employees. But it's kind of, uh, you know, it depends on the situation, but we're definitely doing a lot in that space. Yeah, there certainly needs to be, you know, an I don't know if this is the right word, but an altruistic side of it. I mean, you don't want to do these programmings just for the sake of doing it and checking a box. Okay. And, and yeah. I think that's an important point that you made. And, you know, I know sometimes some of these things don't come without, you know, a, a little bit of pushback, whether it might be some, from fans or internally. So is that something that you've ever had to in, encounter? And if so, um, how have you had to, to handle it? Not, you don't have to give specifics, obviously, yeah. but you know, how do you handle it when, when some pushback comes against some of these things? Definitely. Um, I think that even started you know, with my time at NASCAR. So when people think of NASCAR, they're not thinking of a diversity internship program. They're thinking of the stereotypes that go along with NASCAR, which are a bunch of redneck fans and the Confederate flags in the stands, which have just been, which aren't, which isn't allowed anymore. But, you know, I think a lot of it, and which is totally fair for the, for you know, an externally facing fan who is just you know sees what the media puts out and what they've known for their entire time as a fan. So for NASCAR, for example, um, you know we tried to do a lot with um, bringing in, for example, the NASCAR Diversity Internship Program, which is bringing in diverse candidates and employees, trying to bring them up through the ranks and really learn about how they could diversify the sport as a whole. Um, and then at the NFL, I think a lot of it too. I haven't had to deal with anything specifically um, in my role or at my time at the league. It's more so you know hearing comments, whether they're on social media, from friends, from, from uh, you know, college graduate classmates type of thing. But um, a lot of people think that, you know, it's just to show face and, and to try to, you know, bring in those fans and bring in that money. Um, and I think it's just trying to educate people on, that's definitely an easy thing to see when you're a fan um, and with everything going on and, you know, but it, it's me trying to help educate them and to under, help them understand that what we're trying to do really isn't reactionary, but what we're really trying to do now is trying to be really proactive. Um, and, and I think our team right now is doing a really great job at that um, in regards to trying to be proactive so that in the future, um, you know, we'll kind of limit the backlash moving forward, uh, whether it's in regards to our Inspire Change campaign or a bunch of social justice efforts. Um, obviously, the NFL has a rich history in regards to player involvement um, and, you know, with minority players and everything. But um, yeah, it's, it's a touchy subject and it's tough because, um, you know, fans are, are very passionate and they, they have a lot of opinions on what leagues are doing. Um, politics get into the mix. So it definitely, it definitely gets messy. Um, but I think we're trying to do a really great job at, at, you know, keeping it as clean as possible and, and just doing it for the right reasons. Like you mentioned, not checking boxes, I think is something that's super important. 
Well, I think we're going to continue to see this programming expand just about all leagues, you know, whether it's going to be at the NFL, we start looking at minor leagues or college or even, you know, sooner than that, amateur leagues, where they're going to have some type of, you know, DEI programming or some type of commitment to it. Um, and again, I think it's going to be for, you know, those reasons, not necessarily as, as a marketing ploy or, or to right. check a box, but, you know, for something that, you know, obviously athletes themselves feel really passionate about. Um, so it's it's been uh, interesting to watch their voices become amplified here over the past few years. Um, so one of the things you talked about in, in, in a question that, that I have is that is the chief diversity officer. So I know they got one for the NFL. Um, I believe the NBA has one, if not just for the NBA, but just for different teams. We're starting to see them in corporate America. So tell me a little bit about that. What um, are some of the responsibilities of a chief diversity officer? Definitely. So Jonathan Bean is our, our chief diversity officer. He's incredible. Um, essentially, I think, you know, his goal and, and work is to oversee and make sure that the NFL is implementing diversity and inclusion into every single area of our business. So working with all 32 clubs to maintain and ensure that they're doing all that they can, that they have the resources that they do that they need to provide an inclusive environment for their employees. And it, and it goes the same way at the league office. So he works really closely with our HR teams, our talent acquisition teams, all of our executive vice presidents to make sure that every team and department at the league has the necessary resources um, to maintain and, and, you know, moving forward, have a diverse and inclusive team. Um, it's, it's a really important role because he helps to make sure that, you know, we're working with the right partners that we need to be working with. And that um, you know our employee resource groups, for example, have the resources that they need, and that they're going in the right direction. So he's an incredible visionary, and he he's really great at working with Sam and I on you know uh, what needs to be done in regards to all of our DEI practices. And he's also working really closely with Commissioner Goodell to make sure that they're aligned on the same page, and that Commissioner Goodell is aligned on all of our diversity and inclusive initiatives, so that moving forward. Uh, we're in a lot better spot um, and, you know, to make sure that we keep growing and developing in regards to all these different practices and initiatives, but um, super important role and, and something that um, I've been seeing myself actually a lot more on LinkedIn, just different, op different openings for diversity and inclusion roles that I really never saw before. Uh, I don't think that's just because my, my LinkedIn is kind of tailored that way because of the algorithms, but I think it's just something that's more popular because companies and, and organizations are, are realizing that that's something that they need that's really crucial to the development of their business not just you know the, their people but really their business yeah well put um I, you know i don't think i could really kind of put it better better than that you know as businesses um, continue to see the importance of it i think we're going to continue to to see more of those roles so if a student out there is, is listening and they're kind of interested in being in uh, diversity, equity, and in inclusion programming or, or in that space, or maybe one day they want to be a chief diversity officer. Yeah. You know, if you had to give them some advice, what would it be? Is there certain classes that they need to take? Is there a certain route or, um, you know, is it just kind of open to anybody as long as you've got a passion for it? Yeah, I think I was just talking to a friend about this recently because it's kind of tough. It's, it's a weird path to kind of get into. And I think, like I said, it really started with me becoming an RA. So that's sort of, you know, community building work on campus, get involved with extracurriculars that might be involved with social justice efforts or uh, community building. Um, if there are any maybe diversity, equity and inclusion sort of uh, groups on campus or just ways that you can get involved to help work with minority students and really amplify their voices. That's kind of how I got started. And then really tried to grow on that, obviously at the NBA and at UM Social. Um, but I think also you have to have a passion for it. 
Um, it's definitely a space that's it's tedious. Um, it's challenging at times and defeating at times, but it's something that's super important and something that I'm really passionate about. So if you have a passion for it, I would 100% recommend to, to, you know, go for it. I think it's, it's something that we need and it's something that's only going to continue to grow. So it's definitely something that I would recommend getting into. Um, I'll also say that uh, in regards to kind of curriculum or what you're studying at school, I think my minor helped a lot. So I, I minored in law, justice, and social change. If there are any minors or majors like that uh, at Try, and I think um, those are really great to get involved in um, and kind of just kind of create that background or, or foundation, if you will. I think that definitely helped with me. And then um, in regards to recruiting, I think human resources and talent acquisition roles are, are really great for kind of stepping stones into the diversity space because a lot of what I'm doing right now is working really closely with our HR and TA teams in regards to how we can kind of analyze our diversity data as a whole at the league and learn more about each of our departments. So what is their demographic makeup and, and how can we kind of create more of a balance or bring in more candidates who are of diverse backgrounds uh, to, you know, create a more diverse team overall moving forward. Um, so I think those are really great roles to kind of look into HR and TA. All right. So you've got about a year and a half left in the junior rotational program. So tell me a little bit about what's coming up for you over here in these ne this next year and a half. And then hopefully if you could wave the magic wand, um, where are you going to be here in the next few years? Yeah, this is a great question. I've been asking myself that quite a bit lately. Um, so I don't know. I will answer. That's the easy answer. I don't know. Um, our program, we don't know our next rotations until um, about a month or two before we rotate. And I don't rotate until August or September. I will say I've been doing a ton of networking, a ton of recruiting, and just trying to learn more about different people at the org. That's kind of the beauty of this program, or part of the beauty of the program is I have unlimited access to people at the NFL, which is a luxury and a privilege. So um, I've been, I will say a little sneak peek, um, I'm really hoping to get more involved with the social media team. Um, they're based in LA, but they have a lot of people in New York as well. But I have a huge passion for social media and it, it kind of goes really hand in hand with DEI work, especially considering all the really inclusive and, and forward thinking content that we've been producing. Um, so I'll keep you updated on that, but I really hope to be um, on the social media team or work with the player social club social team moving forward. Um, and then fourth rotation, um, we'll see. I, I really don't know, um, but um, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm really happy with the community relations team that I was on. I'm really happy with the team that I'm on now. I'm really looking forward to, to learning more about a few other areas of the business. And again, try to diversify my resume and, and learn as much as I can. This is just part of the awesome, great part of this program is, is being able to expose myself to areas that I might know nothing about. So if I want to go and work in club business development or consumer products, things that I really don't know much about and immerse myself into the data analytics side of things, then that's an option for me. And that's really something that uh, a lot of people don't have the luxury of doing early on in their careers and something that I'm really trying to take advantage of. Um, but at the same time, I'm trying to think about the things that I'm really passionate about that I know I want to do moving forward. So it's kind of a juggle of those things and, and um, also a combination of networking and, and learning about people and, and areas of the business as much as I possibly can. Well, you set yourself up in a, in a great position and, and I, hopefully with any students uh, listening, they've kind of learned, you know, you, you didn't just sit back and, and go to class, you know, you're really active in, in internships and, and getting experience and, and you really kind of hit the nail on the head right now where you're saying, you know, hey, I've got this awesome opportunity here for two years, I'm just going to network my brains out um, because you've got access that other students probably will never have. So um, that's really encouraging to hear. And um, of course, before we, before we um, end off, we do want to say a special thank you to 
your cousin Grace Floto for introducing us, uh, a recent Trine grad. And then um, Grant, we really appreciate you being on the podcast today and, and we wish you all the best going forward. Absolutely. Pleasure to be part of it. Thank you for having me. I'll also say um, if any students watching uh, would like to reach out, I'm more than happy to connect. My email is grant.floto, first name, last name, at nfl.com. Um, feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn, but I'm more than happy to network, connect, and, and really try to help out as much as I can. I was in your shoes just a year ago, and I know that recruiting is tough and that it's a grind trying to get into the sport industry. So more than happy to provide any sort of help or insight that I can, but super happy to be part of this. Thanks a lot, Brandon. Hey, my pleasure. Thanks, Grant. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. We only record one podcast per month in the summer, so be sure to check out our social media pages on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for our next guest in June. As always, we'd like to say a special thank you to producer Josh Hornbacher for his work behind the scenes. This is the Center for Sports Studies podcast, broadcasting from the Trine Broadcasting Network. For more information about the Center for Sports Studies, please visit trine.edu. Also, be sure to like the Trine Center for Sports Studies on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at TrineCSS. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.